This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. A new shopping feature is coming to Toronto's Scotiabank Arena and Calgary's Scotiabank Saddledome. Look at Scotiabank getting some plugs here on Now with Dave Brown. Visitors will be able to enjoy checkout-free purchases courtesy of Amazon's Just Walk Out technology. Mark Aflalo has some more details on this story. Mark is the co-host of Access Tech Live on AMI-tv. Hello, Mark. Hello, Dave. How are you? Mark, I'm pretty good. I know Amazon's been doing a lot of this uh, self, not self-checkout, but no checkout shopping a little bit here in stores. But what are some of the details about how the Just Walkout technology would work in this context? So this is a variation on their, uh, you know, cashierless stores that have been out in the U.S. and the U.K., even Australia for many years now. And the way it's going to work with these sporting venues is that you walk in, you scan a card, whatever card you're going to use to pay for, and then you grab whatever you want and you walk out. And using different elements of machine learning and cameras and sensors, it knows exactly what you took, whether you took it and maybe put it back. It'll actually keep track of all that kind of stuff. And as you walk up the store, you get an instant notification saying, this is what you purchased and we're charging your card. It is really that simple. There will be some human beings they call greeters that are going to be there to help people who are a little, you know, a little resident, resident, reticent, I can't speak, to use the uh, technology at first. But it's something that has proven to not only work, but also drive revenue up mm. when they've integrated this in different stores. Uh, Mark, what is what is some of the background here in terms of where Amazon has rolled this out and what kind of results they've seen? Again, maybe the sporting arena is a newer uh, venue for them to go to, but what have some of the reviews been of the uh, no cashier shopping experiences in some of their grocery stores? So this started about six years ago, and as of today, there are 70 Amazon-owned stores and 85 third-party stores across the U.S., the U.K., and Australia that are using the technology to make it a cashierless store. Now, they are using it um, at Lumen Field, which is the home of the Seattle Seahawks. They saw an 85% increase in sales, Wow! and the total sales per game more than doubled. So the experience has been a a positive one from the shopping side, but an even more positive on the owner side and the revenue side, which is what is driving people to actually use this. Of course, they're going to be trying it out the Scotiabank branded arenas in Canada. And I think it's something that we'll see appear more and more after they see the results of what's going on here. There's a consultant whose name is Kevin Brilliant, that's his actual name, who specializes in maximizing monetary gain at sporting events. And he's talked a lot about the frictionless experience for a consumer or a customer. And one of the ways that a lot of sporting teams are making money is through beer, food, Coca-Cola, like all of these sales of concessions. You spend a lot of time around hockey arenas, Mark. What's the value that you see in introducing a technology like this more broadly in arenas or stadiums? I think everybody will probably agree that the biggest point of friction in any arena or any venue, whether it's concert, whatever it be, is the lines. Whether it's the lines for a bathroom or the lines for concessions or the lines for merchandise. 
And I think if we remove that barrier and we allow people to access things like this, so they can literally just walk in, get what they need and get back to their seat and not miss a moment of the action, you're making it a better experience for everybody. You think about concerts, if they did the same thing with merchandise, and this is something they're experimenting with concerts where you can you know, have merchandise stands really even outside the actual venue itself so you can get it either beforehand. Some some bands are actually letting you buy stuff online in advance so that you can have it when you go to the concert. Oh, interesting. All of these things are designed to help reduce that friction, and I think it definitely definitely helps. I don't remember if I told you this story, but I went to see Metallica at SoFi Stadium in, in Los Angeles, and I was standing about to get into line to get some dinner, and a woman approached me with an Uber Eats shirt on. She said, you know, you know, you can Uber Eats your food. And I was very confused. I thought like, I would order McDonald's <laughs> to the arena. Like, what? how does this work? And she's like, no, open the Uber Eats app. And one of the locations is that concession stand. And you can go through the menu, pick what you want, and they'll call your name and they'll call your number when it's ready. And you just go pick it up. That was an incredible experience for me. I didn't have to stand in line. I didn't have to worry about, am I going to miss something in the concert? It was just, again, a frictionless experience. And I think the more they integrate these things, the better the experience is going to be for everybody. Yeah. If they can only add more doors to the venue, then maybe it'll be a lot easier. But even there, we're getting touchless, and, and, and there's a lot of things happening. Yeah, there's always going to be a sense when something new gets rolled out in a stadium or an arena, there's going to be a learning curve, right? People are always going to have a little bit of difficulty with it. I know that when I went to an event at the Bell Centre in Montreal earlier this year, I was up in the uh, up in the nosebleeds where I belong, up there in the upper deck. I don't belong down there in the good <laughs> seats with the good people. I belong up with the yeah. shady folks at the top Agreed. of the building. Yeah. But what they've started rolling out is, is this, not this Amazon experience, not this frictionless experience, but basically it's little dépanneurs, little convenience stores around around yeah. the upper deck where you just pass through and you grab like your couple beers or your Coke or your, or your popcorn or your hot dog. It's all kind of there on either heating plates or whatever it is. And you grab it and you pass by the cashier and you pay. So instead of waiting behind someone who's ordering 77 items, they can work through the store at their own pace. I can work through the store at my pace, pay for my stuff and bada bing, bada boom, I'm out of there. Like there's a lot of really interesting ideas being played with yeah. in the stadium and arena setting. I love the idea of just being able to order to your seat. I think that is a little um, under under tested. I think that if we ha all have the opportunity, not just platinum seats where they bring you food to your seats, but if if there were little areas throughout an arena or a venue where they had food accessible and you can just say, this is my seat number and it goes to the one closest to you and it manages the queue accordingly, I think that could be a really cool experience too. Yeah. But these are all things that people are trying out in different places and they got to test it out and see what it works in one place and, and, and not the other. But I think it's definitely all things that make our experience as a consumer better at the end of the day. So it's great. I, I want to share one more item that this Kevin Brilliant talked about on a podcast that I listened to uh, last year about the sporting fan experience. You know, there's a lot of people who really enjoy the marketing materials, the bobbleheads or the free t-shirts yeah. or like the little poster. But what he implemented at Chicago's United Center, at least I think it's still called the United Center, was instead of being given that item, the second you walk through the door, you're given a voucher. And if you want the voucher, you take the voucher. If you don't want the voucher, you just move on so that you can go pick it up 
after the game because what yeah, his research what his research found was exactly that people who would get like uh, concessions and other sales went down substantially on bobblehead nights or giveaway nights because people had to schlep around the thing throughout the entire concert or the entire game and they had less hands to buy things and sometimes you you think about this stuff in in ways yeah. that that maybe other folks hadn't perceived before and i really do think there's something to this idea you you stated the number of what's going on at the seattle seahawks stadium if people can just grab stuff and go if it's convenient if it's easy they're gonna spend more money yeah leave our hands free so we can drink the beer and, and eat the hot dogs and spend the money that the, the, the spend on the items and make them the most profit totally with that yeah. i'd love to honestly even even not pick up the bobblehead after send it to my house <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know that's uh that you fundamentally understand my sporting event uh, style uh, hot dogs and beer oh, I that's do. uh you 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 understand you deeply <laughs> understand me mark aflalo uh mark you are the co-host of access tech live it hits the airwaves again today noon eastern time on ami tv what do you and steven have cooked up for today we are going to be Joined by Sean Priest, number one, and debuting season two of Sean of the Shed, the video podcast. That's number one. We're going to be talking all about Meta's announcements yesterday, about the new Meta Quest 3, their new conversational AI, and of course, their new new Ray-Ban stories, sunglasses or glasses in general, and, and lots more fun. I mean, you enticed me with Sean Priest. When I find out there's an opportunity to get Mark Aflalo, <laughs> Stephen Scott, and Sean Priest together, you've got me sold. Mark, thank you for this. Have a lovely day. You too, Dave. That's Mark Aflalo. He's one of the co-hosts of Access Tech Live. You can catch that show Thursdays at noon Eastern time on AMI-tv, and you can find Mark Aflalo in beautiful Montreal. You can find The Pulse on AMI-audio this Saturday on The Pulse. Joita Gupta chats with author Julia Watts-Belzer. Together they discuss her new book that examines the relationship between disability and spirituality. That's The Pulse, Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-audio. You can also find The Pulse on demand on your favorite podcasting platform. Coming up next, it is a film preview of a film that I am deeply excited to see. It's Dumb Money. It captures the story of the game stop stock craze. Entertainment critic Michael McNeely has a preview, but first, no need for the Muzak. Here is the Parasport update with Greg Westlake. Hello and welcome back to the Parasport Update, I'm Greg Westlake. Along the sunlit Galatian shores in Western Spain, the 2023 World Triathlon Parachampionship surged forward. Three Canadians participated in the three-day championships. Continuing his dominant form, Stefan Daniel picked up his 41st career medal, winning silver in the men's paratriathlon, standing five. While in the women's PTS5, Camille Fernet placed fourth. Completing the contingent for Canada, Leanne Taylor finished fifth in the women's paratriathlon wheelchair. The podium and top five performances carry tremendous weight as Paralympic qualification points are worth 75% more at World Championships than at World Cups or World Series events. Staying in Spain, preparations for the Parapan Ams continue for the men's senior wheelchair basketball team as 11 athletes land in Bilbao as the games approach just 50 days to go the opportunity to get valuable training time is crucial. The camp runs for five days with a series of practices and games in the Basque region. Canada is set to compete against the clubs Bilbao and Burgos. 
The training and the matches provide the coaching staff with the best indications as the final roster moves closer. And that's our time for this edition of the Parasport Update, presented by AMI-audio. Check back next week for more news from the world of adaptive sports. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.